Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. Like at the farmer's market? Yeah. <laughs> like farts in a jar? Yeah. Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here, head hussy in charge. We are taking a walk on the wild side with our monster smash theme with Morning Glory Milking Farm by CM Nascosta. We have a double whammy today. We have Lisa and John here with us to discuss a bunch of wieners. Really just one wiener, just several times over. There's like one starring wiener and then a little, like a a group of like sub wieners. Some happy little wieners. Yeah. What do they call them? Good little cows. Good little cows. Good Mm -hmm. little I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, Sip and snack. All right. Who wants to go first? I mean, I did because large vanilla milkshake. (laughs) It was either that or like a, a large creamy horchata that would work also. Oh, okay. Uh, but like I need it like extra creamy and you know that way it just uh, it goes down smooth. I don't want just a vanilla milkshake. I want a vanilla milkshake from one of those fancier milkshake places where they give you the big full cup and then give you the whole second half cup uh, just so that like you can feel like you're getting even more. That's going to really, you know, hit the certain thematics of the book. Because he filled more than a bottle, more yeah. than twenty-four fluid ounces. We were having, we were lit. I was literally going around Lisa's kitchen, like, is this twenty-four ounces? Is this twenty-four ounces? What is this? <laughs> that what you were doing? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just curious. No. Fuck. I, I mean, one of one of my how main many ounces all your cups have, Lisa. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no my 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 everyday cup is a twenty-ounce cup, and like that wouldn't even hold it. Mm. It just seemed a lot because I think we have 32 ounce tumblers Mm -hmm. and I don't know the way they talk about the production in the book they make it seem like it's it's like an entire milk jug but I know it's not. It's envisioning more like those old timey glass milk Mm -hmm. thing on the cover like a pint. I mean they they they, they specifically describe it as the old timey milk containers. Oh yeah there you go there we go it just like the quote-unquote milk of this book just made me think of how I would literally like our grandma would make us drink a glass of milk with dinner like when we were kids and then it made me feel nauseous Ew. yeah do you not like chocolate milk that's different okay no like it, no I'm talking like two percent plain ass milk every night with dinner yeah I mean just me and you didn't I, you guys didn't I, I didn't get forced into it I liked drinking milk until I was like in my early 20s I mean, that's fair. It wasn't terrible. I'm like a glass of milk with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich okay. or Oreos. Okay. Yeah. It, I, I don't drink uh, normal milk anymore unless I have cookies. And uh, I, don't unless... know, I, I lost I lost my taste for it uh, like a decade ago. Yeah, I'll use it like in cooking or baking. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. But yeah, so, so you got a vanilla milkshake. Mm-hmm. Extra Lisa. creamy extra creamy he's very on theme it's very on theme very on point a side note real quick are we talking about the drink that we're making tomorrow or like the actual drink i'm having now 
we're we're just gonna share the one, right? Did you or did you have another one? No. Okay. <laughs> I did the bare minimum for this. So you just just talk about okay. how we're gonna drink together. Yes. The other one. Lisa and I are actually sharing our drink. We are live in person at the moment. Um, obviously we're gonna go with a honey, some type of honey latte because that's like one of the only drinks other than like semen milk that's mentioned she drank yeah. a lot of coffee oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and then the snack of course like coffee shop there's a little hipster coffee shop that she becomes a regular at and she always gets her honeycomb latte and then they have an assortment of baked goods so obviously we're just gonna do a latte with baked goods i think you should probably have like uh like a large chocolate eclair <laughs> well only only phallic baked goods Those yeah i mean uh, o- otherwise like you're not really thematically going with this yeah let's talk a little bit about the author cm Nascosta is an author and professional procrastinator from cleveland ohio as a child she thought that living on lake erie meant one was eerie by nature and her corresponding love of all things strange and unusual started young She's always preferred beasts to boys, the macabre to uh, milk toast. Mm-hmm. Is that milk toast? Yeah. With a Q? Stop it. You, you didn't know milk toast was spelled with a Q? No, I looked this up. I didn't even know this word until I printed this out. Okay. To the milk toast. She's just really into milk. It's it's a good word. <laughs> All right. The unknown darkness in the shadows to the Chad next door. She lives in a crumbling old Victorian with a scaredy cat dachshund, where she writes non-traditional romances featuring beastly boys with equal parts heart and heat, and is waiting for the Hallmark Channel to get with the program and start a paranormal lover series. I'd watch that. They're not going to do it. I mean, you it feels more of, more like a like a Brazzers, uh, you know, production than Hallmark. Fair. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. I was born ready. <laughs> John, how would you summarize this book? Well, Morning Glory Milking Farm is the story of a young lady named Violet. And she is, you know, just like most of us millennials and Zoomers and everybody these days, she's a broke-ass person who went to college and can't find a good job. Until she answers the job listing in a small scenic town at the Morning Glory Milking Farm, which is a, uh, you know, fancy place where they jack off minotaurs for cash. And so she yep. gets a job, meets a bunch of Minotaur dicks, and then falls in love with one. And then the guy who's a Minotaur is like, damn, girl, you are so good at jacking me off that I'm in love with you. And she's like, well, I like jacking you off so much that I'm in love with you. And that's the entire plot of the book because there's no additional story. No lies detected. Accurate. She also has a new, she meets a best friend who's a vampire and goes to a coffee shop. And uh, that's it. That, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Lisa. How would you summarize this book? Broke-ass Violet needs a job ASAP because she can't find a job using the degree that she got. So she finds a job milking minotaurs and gets a lot more than she signed up for. Yep. Very short, brief summary. That's it. What about you? Broke millennial. (laughs) I like how all of us are just like, let's, let's really... Uh, close in on that brokeness. Broke ass millennial. Broke ass. Broke millennial makes ends meet as a tech for a minotaur spunk milking farm because men need their Viagra. Oh, and she falls in love with a client, which is super professional. I mean, I feel like most millennials at some point have thought about selling feet pics. 
No, am I wrong? A lot of my friends have. I mean, if somebody would buy my feet pics, I'd be selling feet pics. Right. I told Nick. I tell Nick I got, all the time. I got a I'm weird like, toe though. That's that's perfect. That probably makes you like yeah more marketable. Nick has like Hobbit feet, and I'm like, dude, you could make so much money. And I'm not really into Nick's feet. They're not great. You're not the you're not the target audience. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I try to be. I'll let him know. I'll let him he, know. Like he, unfortunately, do you John, think he doesn't know? John is not into your feet. Well, I mean, do you even see his feet? Doesn't he always wear like sneakers and shit? We have personal time. Do you just like take your shoes off and look at each other's feet? <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is when we say we're playing board games? I don't just... understand men at all. <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier. Huh, men. They're, right. the, they're the worst. <laughs> I'm glad um... I didn't have to, you know, know any. <laughs> there are some good ones, though. Poor John. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> was that your stomach? I thought that was you. No, it was my stomach. I don't know why it's upset. It's not even upset. It's just it also wants to weigh in on the story. Yeah, it has your stomach has a favorite quote. It does. <laughs> it was <laughs> okay. John, were there any quotes you liked? Let me tell you, there were hundreds of quotes I liked, and many of them involved <laughs> the word veins. Oh. Let's see here. I like all the uh, the weird world building that sort of happens as she's establishing the setting of the milking farm. Like yeah. when, when she when she goes, you know, after her training, she now knew the difference between the earners and the clock watchers and the casual clients and had been slightly horrified to learn about the good little cows. And it's like, <laughs> it's like just the, just the world building of this place resembles an old timey farm and everything's kind of medical, but it also is very kitschy. And, you know, yeah. the... Uh, all the equipment looks like old-fashioned milkman jugs, but it's also really sanitary. And just, like, the combo of uh, fancy medical technology and uh, just goofy, like, theme park theming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another aspect of the uh, the world building that I want to quote is I, I really liked, um, you know, from the non-sexy pervy stuff, is uh, in the world building, they describe the vampire restaurant that her friend goes to. Gellis started her shifts at La Vie Rouge in the mid-afternoon, draining the day's menu donors early enough that their blood had time to congeal and be turned into dramatic culinary offerings. Decorative aspects and foams artfully plated on <laughs> spotless white dinnerware. Just that, like, the that the vampires don't just, like, drink blood, but make, like, pretentious yeah. tasting menus was a, a really good, uh, just side bit of world building. And Yeah, I like that. Oh, uh, and uh, probably my, one of my second favorite things is when... Uh, our third favorite, or one of the favorites, is just this passage when uh, Violet has a trainee for the day. Her milking technique, however, left much to be desired. <laughs> up and down, up and down, a tight grip with no variation. She handled the cock belonging, belonging to one of the earners with the same energy and excitement that one might undertake forced exercise. And Violet was uncomfortably reminded of her old university roommate's shake weights and the way she'd mindlessly jiggle one in her hand as she watched soap operas between classes. And I just like in this fantasy world full of, you know, monster dicks, the shake weight exists. <laughs> Snail trail, shake weight. Mm -hmm. And I, I've got one more thing of like quotable world building that I really liked here mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, after her and Rourke finally get together, you know, he keeps visiting her at the milking place. And, uh, you know, they, they have like little cute uh, tete-a-tetes. 
His brow furrowed again, and Violet found herself explaining the difference between clients like him, the clock watchers, and the earners, and the good little cows. The what? His laughter was an earthquake, quickly turning to disgust and then laughter again, dislodging her from his side so to get up on hands and knees and demand that she milk him like one of her French cows. And that's a Titanic reference. Yes, I forgot about that. And, and, and so like in this fantasy world, not only did the Titanic disaster happen, but James Cameron made the movie Titanic and this bull watched it. Yeah, that's true. And so I want to know if there was animal people on the Titanic in this universe. Absolutely. Oh. 100%. All right, Lisa. I saw it. Did you have a quote? On I just phone? have one. All right, go um, ahead. I also wanted to circle back to the, when John was talking about the vampire restaurant. Mm-hmm. Would you guys eat at the vampire restaurant? Yeah, I mean, I it depends how pricey it is. Yeah, that's true. It's that's true. fair. Yeah, I feel like it'd be like a fancy brunch spot. I'd be so intrigued, yeah. you know? Like, Lisa and I would, I would definitely pictures. go <laughs> taking pictures. Mm-hmm. The only quote that I had when she says, I'm a millennial, being anxious and guilty is my birthright. Yeah, <laughs> relatable. I don't remember them verbatim because I, I actually listened to the book. Uh, but uh, in the God, that must have been so much weirder yeah in the very beginning violet talks about it's when she's looking up the the milking farm and trying to figure out if she wants to do it or not so it's um it's like an informational video Mm -hmm. and she's thinking about her neighbors hearing the raunchy stuff that (laughs) she's like she's worried she's concerned that her neighbors are gonna hear her watching like a minotaur milking video and i was like I wonder if my neighbors hear me listening slash reading Minotaur Smut. My note here is, why doesn't she just wear headphones? Oh, that's true. That's a good point. (laughs) Okay. And then the other one, um, it was later on in the book. I think after Violet has formed a relationship. What is his name? Rourke? Rourke. 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 Oh, you got so excited about that. It's such a unique name. I had to like make sure I remembered it. Okay. So after Violet starts a relationship with her client, Rourke, she's concerned about getting fired. And at one point, she mentions getting fired because of a snail trail in the room that she left. I was like, oh my God, this author found a way to include snail trail in this book. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Favorite part, John? Uh, you know, there's like a part with like a big old, big old bull dick. You're j- you're just here for the dicks. Well, you know this this book had a about a hundred percent less plot than I was expecting, so uh, you know nothing but. And then my then my bull boyfriend took out his big old wiener, and then I touched it, and then there was a bunch of milk all over the place. Blah. That's that's the summary there. Yeah. <laughs> It had thick veins. So veiny. All the veins. Yeah, that's pretty much this book. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Lisa? I mean, there's, I really am so indifferent to this book. Like, there's really (laughs) not a lot to love or hate in this book. It's just a book. Like, stuff happens, but not a whole lot of stuff. And, um, yeah. But what I did appreciate that the author did kind of towards the end of the book 
it started to kind of tap into that, how these inner species relationships were still sort of like in certain areas, people would look at them or like when she talked to the neighbor, I forget her name, the one that's married to the giant orc and she's like the tiny fairy. And she did sort of get into like the, you know, it's not all sunshine and roses. Like there are, you know, some challenges with the relationship like this, like even with like religions and beliefs and how you were raised and stuff like that. Like I found it interesting that she decided to tap into all of that. And I kind of like, it gave it a little bit more depth to me that it wasn't just this, they got together and everything was perfect and magical and wonderful. And they all lived happily ever after. Like there was a little bit of like, you know, adversity. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. I feel like they tried to flesh out some of those aspects and then Mm -hmm. we're just like, but everything's really great with our relationship. So it wasn't a big deal. Anyway, let me talk about my boyfriend's giant wiener again. It's pretty much, it really was how, like, listening to this book, it, I actually, I feel like, oh, okay, we're getting, we're talking about some other stuff. All right, cool, the town, cool, cool, cool. And then it's like, dick. And like, oh, they're fucking again. Like, oh, okay. She's she's putting her pinky in there again. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, what was your favorite part? The world building, obviously, that was really good. I wish I wish we had more up, more time outside of the lab, away from the wieners. But the coffee shop, the side characters, Mm -hmm. um, the town setup, everything. I found myself really enjoying listening to that part of it, Mm -hmm. and I would like to know more more on that. But my favorite thing was that Violet was using I don't know where she read it or she looked it up online but she was using like horoscopes as a guide to the relationship mm-hmm. like she was like oh he's a Capricorn so I have to treat him like this let me tell you something that brought me all the way back to like middle school <laughs> you know those little teeny bop those oh magazines God, yes. and they had the astrological chart I I lived by those I would get a crush on a boy and then it would be like mm, He's a Sagittarius. Did you ever go online and you could put in like yours and theirs and then they would tell you like how those people would work together? I don't think I went online. Oh, no. I I would really go on the internet and be like, (laughs) it was, what are you and what's your crush? And you put them both in and then it would describe both of you and how you would work. And I'm like, oh, we'd be perfect together. No, I was just straight paper magazine chart all the way. I would just sit there and like have it all like splayed out and I'd be like okay what is he all right okay Ooh, ooh, never mind and then I'd have to find someone else to have a crush on because obviously it was never gonna work out because teen bop knows what they're talking about you John did you uh organize your crushes by horoscopes nope I uh I have never given much uh thought to the horoscopal nature of things (laughs) because uh I just know that I'm a cancer and cancer kills people so I'd rather uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, You're think a more positive. I mean, cancers also cry a lot. Yeah, obviously. You've met me. Does he cry a lot? Yeah. Least favorite part. What do you got, John? Not enough dicks. N- not enough? What? Yeah, just, just there's like... <laughs> you need more? You need more. I think, I think really my least favorite part is just that there's, uh, there's no conflict. There's no, um, like, overarching arc of the story, really. It's like... Yeah. Like There's she a didn't guy. Get fired or anything. Am, am I gonna am I gonna go out with this guy? Well, yes, because that's what the book's about, and there was never a, a doubt. And then then they try in like the last third of the book to be like, 
is she going to be able to get a job? And you're like, yeah, I guess. And and then she gets a new job and it's even better. And then she's even happier. Yeah. Yeah. There was no like, um, the author tried almost to create a conflict in the beginning when they were at the coffee shop and the barista asked him Mm -hmm. if he was him and -and so-and-so were coming to the party. So it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, who's this other person? Is this like a thing? And it was just his neighbor that he's really friendly with. It it lasted like four pages. And I mean, they brought up every once in a while, ooh, I shouldn't be doing this at my job. It's against the rules. And then they just continue doing it. And it's like, I'm pretty sure everyone knows what's going on. I I mean, Um, by the, by the end of the book, she puts his mm -hmm. uh, mega milker pin on her outfit. So like, she's practically just bragging about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like wearing his letterman jacket. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. And there was even like this concern about telling her parents like Mm -hmm. what she did. And also that, by the way, I'm dating a minotaur. And like, she sort of like drops it in a conversation with her mom. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I'm dating a minotaur. I'd like you to meet him. Blah, 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 blah. And like, and then they never address it. Yeah. Right. Never comes back up. I was, I was fully prepared for like her parents to be like, speciesist and like be like really pissed about it and then like she has that conversation and the next paragraph doesn't address it at all and she's and then later she's just like yeah uh sometimes people stare when he's at my house on the weekends and you're like okay i guess everything's great yeah it would have been nice to have more conflict or some conflict or or like a villain or something yeah 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 like maybe like a shitty co-worker that's jealous that gets you fired I mean, she has the one like petty secretary, like lady that. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. But still, it's so that, like. Well, petty. that it was like one or two instances of that, and that was it. Yeah, yeah I agree. There needed to be. There probably should have been more conflict. But this, mm-hmm. I mean, this was like a novella. But this was a yeah. pretty short book. Yeah. Lisa, the sex. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, I just it was too much for me and I'm just like the way she described it like I just felt uncomfortable and I'm driving and I'm looking around and I'm like I'm turning my volume down like I just didn't like it so earlier before recording Lisa was uh attempting to look for a quote (laughs) and it was just this straight up like it was the full sex scene and I'm just sitting there like I'm gonna break out in hives. I hate this so much. It was just ugh, no, yeah, not it, not the thing. So I, just I just found all the sex scenes very, very silly. (laughs) Yeah, well, they were. And she's talking about, oh, he's not even halfway in. They need a couple more thrusts. Oh, it feels great now, girl. Quit lying. She would, she would die. Yeah. I just, the way she, they described it, like, when she was like, oh, I'm so worried that you're going to see the outline of his cock, like, emerging from my skin. I'm like, that sounds horrible. Like, what part of that is fun? That would like, hurt. I'm so sorry. No. Yeah. What, do you think your organs are just going to move out of the way for that? <laughs> like, carting the red seed. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think your uterus is just going to, like, step aside? Like He's this? up in her lungs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... You got to go to the ER after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because, well, there's like fisting and people put like a whole forearm up there. I guess. But he he was supposed to be like wide too. No, so fat. It was like yeah. Big fat. Fit. Like, I'm just like, like, I don't Josh know. just watching us. It's, like, it's, it's, it's kind of like, gestures. you know, what, what if, what if you took uh, three Coke cans and put them on top of each other? Yeah. Well, like, well no, he's thicker than that. No, he was supposed to be super thick and girthy. 
Coke can's pretty girthy. Nah, he's bigger than that. Who? Coke cans are pretty girthy. Mm. Well, but they're still kind of narrow. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It's of a like monster a... dick. But yeah, like, no. I mean, your organs are there. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to be a good time. But for Violet, it was. Apparently. Apparently so. Obviously, once you go into this small town, there's got to be something in the water supply that just uh, is magic and makes you stretchier. That's all I yeah. can think. And just your organs get out of the way. Mm-hmm. the giant peen well the neighbor remember she said oh. she was what was she like an elf or something like yeah. they did yeah. ask her like with the orc what happens and she's like well we are stretchier so like that to me like yeah. you explained it away you made it make sense to me but with humans we are not stretchy well mm-mm. ashley what was your least favorite part there was just too much time spent at the farm i get why but like like we were kind of all mentioning earlier, the world building for this was actually really good mm-hmm. um, and interesting. So I wanted to hear more about that. But it's just, I get it. It's her job. So she's going to be there a lot. But it's just like, how many times, like there are only so many different ways that you could talk about jerking this guy off at your job. Like it, it's the same. We get it. Like you could just say it in passing. Like we all know it's happening. You don't have to keep repeating it. It's fine. Like we get it. We know. Anyways, let's go talk more about vampire restaurants. Let's go talk more about the coffee shop. Like let's Mm -hmm. go talk about more of the developments they're building and how their rents are all getting jacked up. You know, stuff like that. Like it's just, it's like it got to a point where every time it was at the lab and she's like, oh, he's here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, here we go again. Here we go. It was too repetitive. Yeah, but see, see, I was like, here we go again. No, no. But also the real big thing for me is that. His his wiener. uh, Well, other than his wiener, um, was that I get really bad, like secondhand embarrassment, but also when I'm reading a book and something bad's about to happen, like it's setting up for um, like her, like, okay, I was stressed the fuck out. Because she kept flirting with him at work. And I was so stressed out the whole time. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is going to be so bad. She's going to get fired. This is terrible. But like you guys said, there was no conflict. So it ended up being fine. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, why are you trying to stress this all out if you're not going to do anything about it? But yeah, that, that, I'd say that was my least favorite part is that they got together at her job, which is kind of probes. But also it was just really stressful because it's like, okay, are you getting fired or not? No. Nah. Def nah. Nah. I did as much as like the talking about the um like her jacking him off got very repetitive and redundant. I did appreciate the descriptions of the jacking off of the other different um minotaurs <laughs> that came in, like even like the older one that was like, mm-hmm. I've got more, just give me a second. And like oh. I just found it like she did at least give a lot of her other clients personality and like styles of being and that's melt yeah you know you're right I did enjoy that but it was just like every time he kept coming Mm, in it's like okay we know what's gonna happen like it's the same shit different day let's go have an incident with like a good little cow fucker in the next room or something you know have like your milkmaid costume like covered in milk and you know something just like something funny you know it's like i i I want i want something else i want something different but yeah also 
didn't touch on this earlier, but the whole reason for this farm and the necessity, the need oh, for yeah. the Minotaur spunk is because it's a component in Viagra for humans, for human men, which of course it is. People but just got to just... commodify everything <laughs> these days. But not just that, the fact that it's literally, why can't they jack their own dicks? Why I'm sitting there and it's like, oh, okay, well maybe, like maybe the machine, maybe they produce more and it's like a competitive market and that's why, like mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm like, obviously like I know the book's the book, but I would have liked a little more explanation of like, this is why we're doing it this way. Well, yeah, because I even said to you earlier today, yeah. it was like, I must have missed it. I don't even know what the fuck we're milking them for. Yeah. Because she said it like one time and I must have been like not paying attention. Yeah, it was at the because very beginning. she never said it again. I never, ever heard it more. Like, I never heard it at all, but you heard it at some point. So Yeah, yeah it was just, it was mildly annoying. I was like, here we go again. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's just because uh, a they need to have the book because the lady wants to write the book and you know that's fun but also you know because they have to have a plentiful speedy collection for happy clients and a productive farm and so that's yeah. like the, the main excuse that like it's faster I guess but in nowhere did it say like specifically this is why we do it this way mm-hmm. and it's just kind of yeah. like okay whatever <clears throat> men menning um no offense john um all right what the fuck moment john but one thing that just uh i wasn't expecting is when it turns out that rourke is super like weirded out by gagging oh yeah i don't know about Um, that because uh she she like you know tries to you know give him Mm -hmm. head and she like gags and he and he immediately is like ew don't do that well he started gagging so that means like he has like a what a sympathetic gag reflex is that what you it's like the people that throw up if other people throw yeah like that sort of thing i could see that yeah and it's just like huh that's just like the i guess the the one thing that the author was like yeah we're not gonna have that in here it's handies handies only Lisa, what was your what the fuck moment? Well, there were a lot of what the fuck moments in this book, but um, even to me, like the first one was, okay, she's got this job, she's going to this place, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck are they doing? And like, <laughs> I didn't read the summary. I read nothing going into this. I went into it totally blind. And mm-hmm. once I realized they were quote unquote milking, mm-hmm. which it's not an accurate, they're not milking them. I hate that term. It drives me nuts. And like, but this is what she's, she's basically jacking off minotaurs to collect. I'm like, what is happening? What, what have I signed up for? You went in blind. I did. (laughs) Honest to God. Like I knew there was a minotaur, a human, and there'd be some sex. Did not realize the premise of the jerking off. Like, so I was just like, from the beginning, what the fuck? (laughs) Why is Ashley having me read this? Like, this is what happens when I drink. I sign up for things. Ashley, Lisa, what was your what the fuck moment? Okay, so we already touched on why do they need a farm to jerk off. We already went over that. The the thing that really, it gave me a big ick was the some of the other minotaurs coming in there purposefully trying to make the text uncomfortable. What the fuck, dude? Chill out. Like, go away. 
Yeah, I have I have one of those uh, times in my notes, and it's just like, did these guys not get like a rules briefing on like right. not to like creep on our like technicians? Women being uncomfortable doesn't matter ever. I just it was just like, ew, dude, come on now, like none of, none of that. <laughs> I heard I heard it that time. All right, Lisa went to go turn off her melodious dryer. All right, well, <laughs> while she's gone, let's trash talk her. Out of all the people named Lisa that I've ever met, she sure is one of them. Ooh. <laughs> all right, let's get into red flags. Not a single one. Not a single one. No, every everybody was great. Okay. If, uh, if I if I met a man with uh you know a honking schnoz just so big he could do no wrong in my eyes. Just rearrange your guts. Like you know that's that's like, mostly literally. like I want my guts into be different places and yeah. uh, I mean. Like really, the red flag is uh, having a parasocial, like developing a strange parasocial relationship with somebody in their workplace. Yeah, uh, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't harass girls at work. Don't talk to girls while they're at work, and uh, especially if their job is to touch your, you know, penis. Yeah. Don't try to be overly friendly with them. And don't make terrible jokes. Don't do it. I I don't I actually cannot get behind that uh, statement. Don't at all. do it. Lisa, did you notice any red flags? Yeah, a whole hell of a fucking lot of them. Okay, so you're the exact opposite of John. <laughs> I am the opposite of John. I'm sorry. All right, let's hear it. Okay, my only issue is there was this whole moment, and it happened a few times, where work would be like, I want you to be an independent woman. You're in control. You hold all the cards, but then on a dime he would flip and he would be like, but I'm doing this or you're coming first tonight. Like it was always like this weird mind fuck to me with him of like, so to me, this is like the best example of that. There's this quote where he's like, I don't want you to feel that you don't have any agency here. I might be the one giving all the orders, but you hold all the cards. Your comfort is the only thing that counts right now. And if I overstep, I want you to know you can tell me so. And then he's like, you can say no. You can say you don't want to see me again. You can tell me to stop coming to the farm where you're working, da, 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 da. But he's like, but tonight I'm spoiling you. End of story. So it's kind of like you have this freedom, but also I'm going to tell you like in this moment, you don't have freedom and you're going to do what I want, whether you want me to or not. And it just kind of like, I don't know. I just didn't like that. And I felt like that was a red flag. Like, I'm sure he's a swell guy. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. But like, I just don't love like, if she doesn't want to be spoiled, if she's uncomfortable with someone treating her, then he should allow her to pay for her portion instead of being like, no, I'm going to pay for it no matter what. Like, I see. I see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's like you, you have the freedom, but except for this one thing. And it's like, but what if this makes me uncomfortable because of my past and I would much prefer to pay for myself? Like, yeah. can I do that? But no. So it's like, you're really not in control. He's yeah. really manipulating her. Like to me. I could definitely see women having discomfort if men get too aggressive about yeah. pain. But like, I, I get where he was coming from, but at the same time, I, I see. I see why that would be a red flag. Maybe that's a red flag. Yeah. yeah, especially if you don't. I mean, I guess they knew each other like somewhat. Well, I mean, she saw his dick like every day. They kind of got to know each other a little bit. So it wasn't like a total blind date, but still. Yeah. early days like if a guy put yeah. that on me like two months in I'd be like see you later <laughs> all right so that was my red flag Ashley what about you do you have any red flags 
I felt like there were a few parts in this book in general where it was a little uh little shamey towards sex workers okay um violet makes it like such a point to be like it's not sex work it's not sex work it's not like that it's not like that and it's like okay but even if it was so fucking what Mm -hmm. like chill and i don't like that she leaned into the stigma didn't care for that that's a bit of a red flag yeah did just me did you guys yeah uh she 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 pretty much is like trying Mm -hmm. to make sure like a couple times she and there's Mm -hmm. i i have in my notes the uh the like paragraph where the uh you know the lady at the place literally has to be like it's not this is just for business and like you know mm-hmm. has to explain that it's not sex work but it's like she 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 spends much more rat time rationalizing it to herself i didn't i didn't care for it i was like come on now don't don't shit don't shit on sex workers don't yeah. don't shit on sex work that's not okay like it, it's 2023 let's let's uh let's evolve a bit okay this is a personal thing. Complicated coffee menus at coffee shops trigger the fucking shit out of me. I get so stressed out. I always try to look up places menus ahead of time because mm-hmm. I have I have weird anxiety ordering food, which I guess a lot of people my age do. I don't think you're alone. Um, yeah, it's like a thing. So whenever I go on vacation, I only go to the coffee shops that I can look up their menu ahead of time because I hate walking in there and there's just a big ass board of all this, all kinds of shit. And I get overwhelmed and then they're looking at you like, hurry, hurry the fuck up in order. And then I get even more overwhelmed and then I just end up getting a chai. And that's pretty much what ends up happening. Like I never really branch out like if from my usual and most places have a chai. Mm-hmm. So it's just like one and I'll go with chai. But I definitely, when Violet walked into the fancy hipster coffee shop and had no clue what was on the menu, I was like, I get it, girl. I get it. That was a relatable moment. <laughs> that shit is stressful. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I bet you they probably had cutesy, annoying names for half the stuff also. Oh, I bet they did. No good. But yeah, so... That's just a me thing. <laughs> I feel like if your partner's tongue could be reasonably described as rough, and that's the only way you ever describe their tongue, maybe not good. And maybe think maybe of like not a on, cat. Ew, maybe not on the bits, you know? Yeah, like, maybe, maybe keep that to yourself. Did you guys ever see the like mid-2000s uh, Derek comedy video? Uh, the uh, With Ellie Kemper as Blowjob blow Girl, where she... Where she's she's like I want it dry. She's describing how she's going to give the bless the best blowjob and how it's going to be dry and like sandpaper. I've seen and, this, and and that's oh. all I could think of. Where, you know, whenever they're like, yeah. she's like, I wonder how rough his tongue is going to be, and I'm like, no. I don't know, man. Rough is like not Thanks. the word I want to hear. That's no. not a selling point at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life, John? Yeah, it's a take the job that lets you get rid of your debt. Yeah. 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 100%. You know, if I if I could move to a cool small town and, uh, you know, have a bunch of disposable income, I'd jerk off a bunch of minotaurs, whatever. I mean, feet pics. I don't know that I could do it, though. I would wash a car in a micro bikini if somebody would give me money. There's probably a market for that. I don't know how to find that market. The dark web. <laughs> <laughs> 
so listeners if uh, if, yeah yeah so (laughs) listeners if any of you have any insight as to uh how i can get into wearing a micro bikini for money market uh you know wink 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 (laughs) (laughs) all right what's the lesson for you lisa i had zero takeaways from (laughs) i was just glad it was i think my takeaway is if you're good friend asked you to read a smutty book about minotaurs <laughs> say no just <gasps> say so no you had fun we're having fun hours of my life i'll never it's get back time yeah but it's um, not like a lot of hours it was only seven but i actually find um a problem i was having with audiobooks was i was listening to them at the normal rate of speed but i actually read faster than that and I didn't think about it until I started speeding up certain books so pretty much like 1.35 is like yeah yeah I was about to say I I listened to most audiobooks at like 1.4 yeah I got nothing nothing no but what about you tell me what you took away I'll take that as mine also (laughs) same 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 so by the end of it Violet ends up getting an awesome job and I think she's going back to school and you know and Rourke is supporting her through this. And the lesson is be with someone who supports you and actually strives to make things better slash easier for you. It's a good one. And, you know, obviously vice versa. Like you should be, you should be doing this for each other. Like in, in a relationship, you should be supportive of each other. You should strive to help each other out and make things go smoother and easier. I actually, I really like that he did do that. And like through his connections, obviously, like he, she's able, to, she's thriving. She's got a better job. She's going back to school. She's doing her thing. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, that was it, good. It, it, it sounds like she's going to be pretty happy. Yeah. She's set. Yeah. Minotaur peen and all. Mm-hmm. John, do you have a spicy snippet you'd like to share about this book? I feel like this book was uh, incredibly rude to, um, <laughs> oh, what was his name? Uh, my search window left. Aww. Carson Tinsley got, you know, a really bad rap. She was just incredibly mean about that guy the entire book. Who was that? Who? Exactly. It was the guy, <laughs> it was the guy who from her hometown that every time she thought about her hometown, she was like, and then I might have to get lunch with Carson oh. Tinsley from up the street. The and guy like, that her mom wanted to set her up with. Okay. And, and, and and like I don't know. Every every time she thought about him, he, he was. It just made him seem like he was the worst person in the entire town. I imagine him just like helplessly, you know, getting dumped on his entire life. This vanilla ass bitch. Uh huh. <laughs> the only thing wrong just... with him is he does not have a giant minotaur slung. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be perfectly lovely if he did. I know, right? Can't have it all. <laughs> okay, Lisa. Spicy snippet. I was really irritated with the lack of concern about getting pregnant and this human <gasps> popping out a minotaur baby they're like having sex and she's like yes come in me come 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 and it's like girl what about protection like how does all that work aren't you worried about like the potential what's the gestation period on carrying a minotaur like do they not in this out? political climate <laughs> don't be coming in anybody i mean it was just i feel like there was no thought there i don't like it you're not trying to make babies no so that was it that was my spicy snippet what about you what's your spicy snippet number one 
not to kink shame, but minotaurs aren't really my thing. I found after reading this, this is, this was kind of like my first delving into the monster romance genre, but I actually did read the two books after this. Um, Sweet Berries is about a Mothman and then hell yeah uh i actually that one wasn't that bad that one i actually like that one a little better than this one and then the third one um it's something moon something breeding clinic that one was ick i didn't like that one but i actually did prefer the mothman so go figure how was the world building in the other two books it was similar it was the same um the second book is a girl like uh working events on a farm and it was really cool. And then he does some sort of like sciencey research shit. But yeah, it was still, it was, I actually like that one a bit more, but I think it's because they weren't constantly in a lab jacking off his penis, mm. like every few pages, you mm. know? Doesn't sound as good. <laughs> John would hate it. <laughs> also, this is categorized as monster romance, but to me, this was erotica. It, this mm. is a 4,000% just erotica. Yeah. And I would say like the next book actually is more romance. I think mm. it's just like the whole point. Like it it was, again, just too much time in the lab with his dick. Like yeah. if we had gotten away from that more and added more of a story, like more of a plot, like it, I feel like you could have called it romance, but this this just straight up felt like erotica mm. now we're going into the speed round john who would you mm. want to be besties with and why gillis because you know if i'm gonna live in a supernatural mm. small small town having a slightly hyperactive vampire best friend is probably a good place to start yeah lisa actually said the same thing not those exact same words but <laughs> same person and i will say um, when we talked and you told me about the other books in this world, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed that the side characters from this story did not get their own books and or appear in other books. Yeah. I would have loved to have read more about Galus or even the neighbor and her orc husband. Yeah. Like I was kind of bummed that they weren't, but Galus just seems like a really cool chick. Like yeah. I would love to hang out with her. Yes. Ashley, who would you be besties with and why? same <laughs> i went with galas for all the reasons you listed moving on <laughs> I will wow none, none of us want to be best friends with a giant dick minotaur so weird no thanks <laughs> all right john who do you want to throat punch and why i don't know nobody uh nobody was a huge jerk in this book and like uh the the only lady really worth throat punching would be the like one administrative lady at the milking farm yeah but like yeah. you know she just I don't know. She she's probably just like eh, the kind of annoying person at work, and like it didn't even seem like uh, her attitude would be even like really enough to warrant a yeah. throat punch. More like a yeah. Why is this lady kind of obnoxious in the mornings? You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. You'd you'd say some shit about her like uh, behind her back when you're getting <laughs> coffee, but you, I don't know. No, nobody was like enough of an asshole that I need to like throat punch them. All right, Lisa. Yeah, I agree. There was really no one to hate in this book. Like, there really wasn't anyone for me that I was like, oh, but I will say, like, and I don't know if this is more the narrator and how they said it, but every time Rourke said sweetheart, just the way he said sweetheart, just, it just was like, stop calling her that. It made me, like, physically, like, giving me the ick. So I guess I would throat punch Rourke every time he said sweetheart. That would, that's the biggest offense, really. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I can see that. What about you, Ashley? Who would you throw a punch? 
Uh, I'm going to throat punch all the fucking creeps that came into the lab and were trying to make the text uncomfortable on purpose. Like, grow the fuck up. Mm. John, who would you want on your side in a fight? I mean, obviously, uh, either Rourke or uh, the neighbor's orc husband, because, you know, size. Yeah. And, you know, Rourke could just, like, pull down his pants and intimidate most people. (laughs) Sometimes he doesn't have to do anything. Just, like, behold. Be like, I'll hit you with this. watch out all right what about you guys uh same thing well not for Rourke but I went with the orc because he's like big and intimidating and like why the hell not yeah what about you I went with Rourke um and just minotaurs in general (laughs) they're pretty badass yeah okay John who would you cast for these characters or assign characters zodiac signs based off vibe and we're talking well, about Rourke and Violet. All right, I have a bonus. I'm I'm gonna cast Violet as a mid 2000s Zoe Deschanel type. Just Ooh, okay. uh, I, I'm go I'm going for like a my vibe for this whole production is this is gonna have like cheap porno vibes where it's oh, it, yeah. everything is gonna be really cheesy. Mm-hmm. And so I I want somebody who's like exactly new girl vibes. <laughs> And then oh, Rourke, yeah, I could see that. And, and, yeah. and then Rourke is going to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a, in a terrible wig. <laughs> but uh, yes. Carson Tinsley is Michael Sarah. <laughs> and, and so you are really so, hung up on this. And so every every time she's thinking about her hometown and how she doesn't want to go there, it it'll flash to Michael Sarah for like five <laughs> seconds, just like him sitting somewhere, and then then she'll then go back to thinking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a bad wig. Oh that's gosh. yeah i like that I that'd that. be funny yeah i and, like that. and the production value is really low but like Perfect. she has bangs and is like uh really like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing at this barn oh my oh wieners <laughs> she can even talk old timey and yeah. uh you know she's very adorkable as they say mm-hmm. okay lisa i didn't do this part of the assignment so next <laughs> oh Ashley. who would you cast for these characters or assign characters zodiac signs based on vibe. I also cast these characters. Um, so for Violet, I went with Maggie Gyllenhaal, like a young Maggie Gyllenhaal, which isn't like quite as you know adorable, but she kind of yeah, stranger than quirky. fiction or something. Yeah, like quirky vibes for sure. And then for Rourke, I went with Tom Hardy just because his voice. Would he from... be doing a funny accent? Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. I could see this. I can see this happening and it's hilarious. And that's what I went with. Okay. What reality show would you cast these characters to be on, John? All right. It's like uh it's like Nickelodeon's Double Dare, but at, <gasps> but set at the milking farm. Stop. No. So, it, so so when when they're doing physical challenges, you can imagine what happens when people get slimed. Oh, the Minotaurs just come and like just splooge on them. Yeah, yes. it's gonna have to be yeah. the eighteen in that version. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten any farther than this, uh, this concept. But you know, oh God, I love it. <laughs> All right, Lisa. Like it has to be like John said, some sort of competition or challenge. Like I put them on the MTV. Like now it's just called like the challenge, but it's all like the old oh, from yeah. like the real world and road rules. Yeah. But like they could be like a team on like one of those MTV crazy challenge things. See that he's muscle and could do all the physical, and maybe she's got some brains in there. I mean, she does have a degree. Yeah, so, like she could do college. the puzzles and shit. I don't know. They could be like a team. 
What about you? I like that. Okay, uh, so there is this reality show on Netflix called Sexy Beasts. Mm-hmm. And have you seen this, John? I have seen the picture for it, and I hit, not for me. <laughs> Nick I and I watched it. Did you watch it? I watched, like, the first two episodes out of, like, morbid curiosity, and then I was like, okay, there were only that's a, enough. There was, like, a handful. I didn't get very far, but I, I think, get, I know the premise, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure there was only a handful of episodes. Yeah. But yeah, so it's basically blind dating and these people are dressed up as sexy beasts. And I feel like Rourke could dress up as an orc. Or an orc. (laughs) Oh, geez. Rourke the orc. Yeah. And then Violet, what would Violet dress up as? Maybe she could be a minotaur. Ooh! Plot twist. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to cast them on sexy beasts. And Violet is going to be dressed as a minotaur. And Rourke is going to be dressed as an orc. Final answer. I like it. I like it. You know, I I also want to, you know, give me like a special episode of Jackass where the Jackass guys go to uh, the milking farm just because. uh, (laughs) Oh, Given what they already do with semen. They just put it on themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they're dick falls off <laughs> that's what we think let's see what some other people think i've got some good reads reviews here we're gonna go low to high starting with caitlin who gave it one star this book could kill a victorian child <laughs> all right and sarah also one star why did i do this to myself why am i traumatized lisa is yelling from the kitchen that she agrees with sarah Amy gave it two stars. This gave me married couple vibes. Can't explain why, but I was so fucking bored. I kind of, I can, yeah, I get that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Evie gave it two stars. Is fetishization okay as long as your lover is a monster? Asking for a friend. Her name is Violet. The book spends an awful lot of time arguing that Violet's job isn't sex work. And I don't understand why. Because A, there's nothing wrong with sex work. And B, it clearly is? Question mark. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Allie with three stars. Our eyes will never see the gates of heaven. It's true. Yeah, good point. Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin with a K. Gave it three and a half stars. Three and a half, you don't see this review, therefore you cannot judge me stars. I guess I, people are really ashamed about reading um, The Milking of Minotardix, I guess. How odd. <laughs> Brittany gave it four stars. So that happened. I guess I'll read the next one in the series. My Kindle library is already shameful, so why the fuck not? Yeah, uh, these books have fucked up my Kindle recommendations, like, really bad. No. <laughs> okay what's one of the recs uh let me let me get back to the main page really quick <laughs> that's funny it screwed up the algorithm yeah um let's see based on your reading freeing luca the next book in the cha- uh, chasing the- uh, theo series um oh. alien tyrant bonded to the styraxian saving <laughs> Verraco, the price of exorcism the pizza shop exorcist book two. Oh. uh like 10 books from the lady who wrote uh, Chasing Theo and just like uh, a song about sirens. Uh, I mean, is a, it ruined or 
is it just spiced up you know uh, here we go another minotaur book but it looks like a demon minotaur on the cover uh a sea monster having sex with a lady uh a book just called tentacles deceived by the gargoyles those fucking gargoyles man entranced by the basilisk stalked by the kraken you say ruined i say interesting adjusted <laughs> andrea four stars all caps who am i i guess because she gave it four stars mm-hmm. didn't all expect right. that ever uh, i i do like uh one of the top reviews here from chan of just the world delightful 24 ounces of bull semen not so much three stars yep <laughs> Matilda gave it five stars. Mimi, hiding from the fact that I gave a book about milking minotaur dicks five stars. That's a shame. Yeah, I mean, uh, just own it. You read it, you liked it, own it. Be true to yourself. You liked it, yeah. Yeah. You like what you like, who cares? Uh, Kelly gave it five stars. This had no right to be as cute as it was. All caps, obsessed. Was it cute? It had moments, moments, I feel. It could use some more whimsy. Okay, big moment. How many and what kind of phallic symbol would you rate this book, John? Uh, what I would give this book for for Dick Quotient, you know, I would give it a, a five out of five chocolatey brown veiny monstrosities. Two out of five for actual quality of the book. All right. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Listen, John's just here for the dicks. Okay. Let's just make that clear. Lisa? I'm going to give it like 2.5. Okay. I needed more. No more sex. Not more dicks. More more whimsy. More story. More plot. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't awful. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put that in my notes. I guess Spooge is not whimsical. (laughs) No. Spooge. Not whimsical enough. What about you? How many chocolate, veiny, monstrosities, brown, brown, round, large... What Choc- is it? Chocolate? Chocolatey, brown, veiny monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. I gave it three chocolatey brown veiny monstrosities. I, you know, it was, it was, I did find it to be cozy. It did have its cute moments. So it was cozy and cute with a side of what the fuck and dicks. Yeah, just dicks. 20, 24 full ounces of what the fuck. Yeah, 24 <laughs> ounces uh, warm what the fuck? ounces ropes warm ounces Just... ropes of milk Ro- why were they called ropes that drove me so crazy <laughs> like streams there's so many different things. i mean yeah rope rope ropes is a pretty common That's term pretty calm. it is actually is it really common, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't read this <laughs> Well, well, next time, as you're, if you're doing as the kids, you know, say in the hip hop musics, uh, supermanning that hoe, you can, you know, compare, you know, the robosity. 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 <laughs> we should rate books based on their robosity. Yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing with this podcast? Fucking up. Robosity. Yeah. I don't know, man. You, cho- you chose erotica this time. It was, okay, to be fair. It's listed under romance. So imagine when I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh my God, my friends are going to have to listen to this. Uh, imagine when you, read loved the, it. when you yeah. read the description of the book. I don't I don't know how you got past that. The description well, doesn't really give a lot away. I mean, you know what her job is going to be and stuff, but you're not thinking she's every, like every other page of the book, she's going to be here. Like yeah. you think she has a whole life outside. So it is a bit misleading. But the, the description of the book does not say anything about 
jacking minotaurs off. It's implied, it, I guess. Why well, must just be like the dimmest bulb in the box? Because oh, yeah. I'm like, none of this explains. Like, uh, okay, but wait. See, I, I, it's just I heard an unconventional job, y'all. That I, I heard milking farm, and I knew what they were talking about. Hands-on work with minotaurs. It could be anything. <laughs> Maybe the humans are anti-minotaurs and she's just like a physical therapist. Oh, oh, oh. And now it is time for the bi-weekly boner. This week's boner is directly from the source material. Corpulent eel. All right, John, take us away because this was actually your favorite quote, but we made Mm -hmm. you wait. His cock slipped from her like a particularly corpulent eel. Swinging loose with a gush that sent a ripple up her back, splashing to the shower floor like an overturned bucket. No, no, it's the gush for me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. All of it. Nope. Just, uh, you know, I cannot find the uh, appeal of describing anyone's penis as a corpulent eel. Who wants a corpulent eel? Which corpulent is like fat? Yeah, it's a yeah. fat old cock. Um, yeah. But who, like an who eel? wants a fat eel? up your cooter you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. the stuff of horror movies like one of those like b horror movies like they're at a cabin in a lake in the middle of the night they yeah. go skinny dipping and then she's like an eel slides in there and seen it she has a demon baby he yeah. probably has seen this movie <laughs> yeah i'm never gonna forget it it's just gonna stay with you forever mm-hmm. that's the fat brat for this week <laughs> let's move on to the question and poll I mean, obviously the answer right. is, you know, what sort of sexy animal person do you want to have sex with the most? Ooh. Okay. I mean, you're going to get some certain, some interesting answers. Like, what monster uh, would you want to smash the most? Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Okay. And then it's an open-ended question because there's so many. All right. And mm-hmm. then for the poll, what, how many ounces is too many fucking ounces? <laughs> like, I, I think... You, you say 24, and then it, it the answers are too much, not enough, just right. Okay. Yeah, like a, a Goldilocks situation here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Those are the question in the poll. We did it, guys. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. Hey, Lisa. High five. High five. Besties. Yeah, go us. You did it. Okay. How do you guys feel? How traumatized are you? Oh, maybe that should maybe that should be the poll. How traumatized are you? And then a scale of one to ten. I like that. I'm not traumatized at all. I'm a little traumatized. Sorry, Lisa. Maybe having some nightmares about corpulent eels coming towards me. Just falling literally. Just <laughs> just come, coming towards you all over the place. Like twenty-four oh, ounces at you. That's my life. All, all I got is, you know, just I'm going to have mm-hmm. nightmares of milk-filled super soakers. Mm-hmm. All right. This is just really ruining dairy for me. Oh, yeah. Like- I've become lactose intolerant in the two hours since I finished this book. <laughs> That's oh fair. <laughs> but it's not even milk. It's just a jizz. Yeah. Like, it's semen. Swimmers. Yeah. 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 Byproduct. Thanks for being on, guys. Sorry I potentially traumatized Lisa. I'm glad that almost a year ago I drunkenly agreed to do this (laughs) here we are I think it was pretty good I think it went well what do you guys think Mm -hmm. 
Join me back here in two weeks for our next read, Treasure of the Abyss by Tiffany Roberts. All right. Wait, what is what kind of crown is that? Is that an oh, apple crown? crown? Yeah. Damn. Got you. Crown. Well, grab something off a table and stick it on top of your head. Gum. <laughs> Ooh. I've got a witchy crown. I've got gum. All okay. right. We've got here crowns. we go. We're ready. <laughs> and, and remember. remember to fix, fix each, each other's, other's crowns, crowns and, and don't, don't let, let the dicks get, get you down. down. Toodles. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tom's podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.